Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 folks welcome to the eric metaxas show sponsored by legacy precious metals there's never been a better time to invest in precious metals visit legacypminvestments.com that's legacypminvestments.com Welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show. It's a nutritious smoothie of creamy, fresh yogurt, vanilla, protein powder, and a mushy banana for your mind. Drink it all down. It's nummy. I want vanilla. I want, I want vanilla. <clears throat> Here comes Eric Metaxas. Welcome to Hour 2. Uh, we were talking to John Smirak in Hour 1, and we continue that conversation. And John... Again, I want my audience to be tracking with what you're saying, because this is a very big deal. We're talking about the head of doctrine, uh, the, the, the kind of enforcer of theology uh, at the Vatican, uh, published a book not many years ago, saying some things that are demonic, that are occultic, that were promoted by occultists and Satanists like Aleister Crowley. And Margaret, Margaret Sanger, founder of Planned Parenthood, she said the same things, that we, by tapping into sexual energy, we are controlling the fundamental forces of the universe. This is the kind of fertility cult that was practiced by the Canaanites, which the Hebrew prophets denounced as de- demonic. Um, you've had Jonathan Kahn, I'm, I believe, his great book, Return of the Gods. He actually said these ancient demons who pr- presented themselves as fertility gods are presenting themselves again as sexuality gods in our society. And as a Catholic, let's say it gravely concerns me that the Vatican is endorsing this filth and demonic evil. Um, well, yeah, you, okay, now you're being like the British guy. Yeah. Gra- I, greatly concerns me. Greatly disturbs me. It is, John, it is... I regret to inform you that the false prophet has landed. <laughs> it is hard to process. I'm like a broken record. I keep saying this. You know, there's there are things that you can make some sense of. It's one thing for somebody to go off the rails a little bit. It's one thing for the Episcopal Church to, you know, to to slide this way. And that when you have the Catholic Church um, promoting to this incredibly important role. OK, uh, you, you know, you said he's like the vice president. He's way more important than the vice president. He's more. He's yeah. He, he let me explain this. Cardinal Fernandez, he determines whether bishops are heretics and need to be removed by the Pope. Also, the kind of language he used in his book, well, he, has a, he has a chapter where he taught, he, he recounts, a, a, he says that some 16-year-old girl confided her sexual fantasies to him and that he showed her how really she was trying to connect with Jesus through her sex fantasies. It was just grotesque. It's the kind of thing that you, you think of a groomer, someone who's grooming kids for abuse. And indeed, I've read the testimonies of sex abuse victims 
abused by priests. And over and over again, what the old priest, the old pervert seducing or molesting the young boy, what they said to them was, this sex brings us closer to God. Our ecstasy is like the ecstasy of the saints in heaven. It is groomer language that child molesters use to abuse boys. And here is the cherry on top of the poison cake, Eric. Cardinal Fernandez is the guy in charge, ultimately, of sex abuse cases in the Catholic Church. That is his part of his job. He will be judging sex abuse cases. And yet he wrote a book swimming in the language of groomers that they used to abuse Catholic boys. Now, the book is not available in English, or you're saying it is available? You can find a translation of it in English put up by angry right-wing Catholics like me. Where? Um, there's a link to it in my article at the stream. Uh, let me give you the title. The title of the book is Mystical Passion, Spirituality, and Sensuality. And it was published in 1998. Pope Francis knew all about it and appointed Tucho Fernandez as top doctrine cop anyway. Now, this, why would Pope Francis do something like this? I have another article at Chronicles Magazine where I lay out the case that Pope Francis is an atheist Marxist who may very well join the seminary at the, I think he joined at the direction of the local Communist Party. We know from insider stories that the communists were sending men into seminaries around the world to try to infiltrate the Catholic priesthood. I think, and this is just my speculation, the only explanation of Pope Francis's actions and decisions and statements, I think he's an atheist who entered the church hoping to destroy it from within and had no idea that he'd actually get to be in charge of the thing. Well, um, I, I want to go back to, you're referring to this Cardinal Fernandez, the top doctrine cop at the Vatican. So this is not just a bishop or somebody, some rogue. Uh, this is the the man whose specific job it is uh, to prevent the church from veering off into heresy. That's his job. And, and also, also to crack down on sexual abuse by priests. He's got both jobs. And for both jobs, he's completely unsuited because he believes the same things as Margaret Sanger and Aleister Crowley, that sex in itself is a road to God. Not sex in marriage, it's just sex. He doesn't say anything about marriage or childbearing or fidelity or chastity in the book. It's all like some Aleister Crowley book. Everything now, Cardinal Fernandez said could be applied to two male strangers who met up at a bar, hooked up on Grinder. Gave each other monkeypox. Is it possible that when he wrote this book uh, in the 90s, that he was assuming that everybody no. would see it no. as between a man and a woman uh, no. in marriage? No, there's no reason. To, there's no reason to assume that um, he has been an advocate for civil unions between men. You know, he, he, he for same sex unions. He has been a theological liberal the whole time. He wrote a whole book called The Art of Kissing which seems weird for a priest to publish a book called The Art of Kissing, full of like weird, sexy dialogue and you know, punish me with your mouth, you B-I-T-C-H. I mean, just really. Wait a minute. What? 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 Yes, what? Yes. Look up his book, The Art of Kissing. This guy, it, he he's the kind of guy you'd see in a windowless van driving around schoolyards. I mean, it is cre he's a creeper and he is channeling 
the fertility cults of the ancient world that were condemned by the Hebrew prophets. I want to talk about uh, Aleister Crowley and sex magic. Magic is always spelled M-A-G-I-C-K for some reason. It's kind of uh, trying to harken back to the old spelling or, you know, it's, it's, um, but this is the kind of stuff you find in um, satanic cults. Many satanic cults uh, have this, have this element of at the, at the center of it all, is this unholy coupling or orgies or all of this kind of stuff. Somehow, um, you know, people who are into the satanic know that the most sacred thing, the union of a man and a woman in marriage to produce life and family, this beautiful thing that God created, if we can pervert that, that is like we want to pervert the holiest, most beautiful thing. Uh, Obviously, a marriage is supposed to be a picture of of the union of the bride of Christ with Christ. It's supposed to be holy and beautiful and sacred. And in satanic rituals, often at the very center is just what we're talking about. It's right. it's 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 kind of like the the, the you know the, the upside down crucifix. Or the black mass, which a, a blasphemous mass. And this fits everything else Pope Francis is doing. He is suppressing traditional and conservative Catholic communities that are thriving. He is forbidding the celebration of the traditional liturgy. He He's praising the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab right now. He's talking about how they are the force of progress. I've got he's welcome he has publicly embraced unrepentant abortionists and population control zealots. I don't know what else Pope Francis needs to do to wake people up to the fact that he is evil and an unbeliever. Now, as a Catholic, how do I how do I deal with that? It's not up to me to depose the Pope. I can't say he's not Pope anymore. I can say he doesn't seem to me to be a Catholic. And by the laws of the church, if you cease to be a Catholic, you cease to be Pope. But there is no mechanism for removing a Pope. It's like, how do you depose the czar of Russia? It is an absolute monarchy, and there is no accountability. There is no inter- there are no internal checks and balances, and this is a problem. And the church- okay, well, when we come back, I want to unpack this with you because it's fascinating to me as an evangelical, as a Greek Orthodox. Like you know, we don't we don't have this uh, Pope stuff. We'll be right back. For more than 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider standing behind their values and their exceptional service. They're an example of putting the cause ahead of profits, and it's why I am proud to partner with them. Starting today, Patriot Mobile is extending their Black Friday deal to the Every Friday Matters deal, and you can get a free smartphone when you switch today. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, our veterans and first responders, and more. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your existing phone, or for a limited time, get a free smartphone from Patriot Mobile. Go to patriotmobile.com slash metaxas or call 972-PATRIOT and use promo code FRIDAY76. Again, get a free smartphone with promo code FRIDAY76. This is a limited time offer. Join me, make the switch today. patriotmobile.com slash metaxas or call 972-PATRIOT. 
Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful at lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Just the other night, I was asked that question. Well, the owners of Relief Factor tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and I agree with them. And the doctors who formulated Relief Factor for them selected the four best ingredients, yes, 100% drug-free ingredients, and each one of them helps your body deal with inflammation. Each of the four ingredients deals with inflammation from a different metabolic pathway. That's the point. So approaching from four different angles may be why so many people find such wonderful relief. If you've got back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or just getting older, you should order the three-week quick start discounted to only $19.95 to see if it'll work for you. It has worked for about 70% of the half a million people who've tried it and have ordered more. I'm one of them. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to find out about this offer. Feel the difference. Welcome back. Talking to John Zmirak uh, about his article at stream.org. Very disturbing. Uh, John, tell us once again, if people can, I want people to read the article. Your name is hard enough to spell. It's Zmirak, Z-M-I-R-A-K. Folks, you should be reading everything John writes. Zmirak. Um, John, the title of this disturbing article once more. Let's make it easy for, for people. Google my name and Alistair Crowley. People can't spell Alistair or Crowley. I mean, you know Alistair is a little complicated. I think you've just given up on people, Eric. I think you have no. No, thing. no. <laughs> I, I, I just know that uh, people are busy and they're not going to remember. But if they go to stream.org, what's the title of your article? Okay, okay. Just uh, sorry. I, Pope Francis's top doctrine cop. Just look for that. Pope Francis's top doctrine cop. And then you will find it. Francis's is that S apostrophe S, John? No, just one apostrophe after the S. Top doctrine cop. Okay, so let's go back. You right. have determined that again. That this is something- the main enforcer of doctrine. This is this Cardinal Fernandez has written a lot of not just dark stuff, but occultic, satanic, sick stuff, and you were just trying to help us figure out, because I know many uh, serious Catholics listen to this program, but also those of us who are not Catholic, we're kind of fascinated. What do you do? You're a Catholic. You know that the Pope is off the rails. He's appointed a top guy who's beyond off the rails. What do you do? Um, I am encouraged. I hope that some Catholic bishops around the world will work together in concert and will we'll just determine he is no longer a Catholic, therefore he cannot be Pope. We're going to have to elect a replacement. And then a remnant church would emerge of act people who actually believe in God, people who actually reject occultic sex magic, who actually reject communism. This week, Pope Francis met with a group of European communists, not liberals, not progressives, communists, and praised them and said that Christians and marked communists have the same goal and, and should work together because we share the same goal. I have a column about that at the stream call, uh, where I ask, let's see. No battery. Do, Christ, no battery. do Christians and no. communists have the same goals as Pope Francis claims? And in it, I explain how 
the weird thing emerges of people who call themselves Christians, but who are also saying that they're Marxists. And I, I analyze the, the origins of Marxism are a Christian heresy. There's a great book by Norman Cohn called The Pursuit of the Millennium. Highly, highly recommended. The Pursuit of the Millennium. He shows how the origins of communism lie in medieval heresies, in end-time speculation. What would happen is the plague would sweep through a village and a war. People would be desperate. People would be angry. And some half-educated person, some priest or some guy who got hold of a Bible, would say, these are the end times. We need to create the kingdom of heaven on earth ourselves. We're going to create the new Jerusalem. We can do it ourselves. What we need to do is to kill off all the enemies of God. And, oh, look, those are enemies, and those are enemies, and those are enemies. Usually it starts with the Jews. They would go after the local Jews and pillage them and take their stuff and kill them. They'd go after the local clergy. Then they would go after local rich people. This is how you got the peasants' war. In, at, during the Reformation, this happened all across Germany, and Luther actually united with the Catholics to put it down. Okay, I was just going to say, as I hear you talking, I'm thinking of my own biography of Luther. One of the most entertaining, crazy parts of the story of Luther, uh, which I relate in my book, Martin Luther, is the story of the characters you're talking about. Thomas Münzner right. was one of the key figures they went off the rails, and it is actually very important for us to understand how if you tease Christianity out in the wrong direction, if you grab a piece of it, you, you, there's some of it you don't like, and you take a piece of it, and you tease it out and out and out, and where it takes you is exactly to the French Revolution, to uh, the Bolshevik Revolution— wow murder the priests, kill the Jews. It's it's fascinating how you see this over and over in history and how you saw it early in the 16th century, right after Luther's Reformation. Some people decided, we like this idea of Reformation. We're going we're gonna to run with it. And they ran with it, you know, right into the abyss of hell. So what, what Norman Cohn shows in The Pursuit of the Millennium is that Marx is just another one of these end times cranks. He does a secular version of it. He takes Christianity out of the picture altogether and says that the Communist Party will essentially replace the body of Christ. And the future socialist paradise will replace the kingdom of heaven and the new Jerusalem. And we can do it all by human means if we are ruthless enough, if we're willing to kill enough people and use enough force and grab enough power. And this is the same kind of fanaticism we saw with the George Floyd and Antifa rioters burning down the courthouses, tearing down statues, trying to abolish the police. It's that same fanatical end time zealotry where you decide you are judge, jury and executioner of the general judgment. And you're going to create the New Jerusalem right here in downtown Seattle. Well, John, I guess I, I just want to ask you, because we've mentioned the Reformation, it seems to me that faithful Catholics confronted with the madness of Pope Francis uh, and those around him are, are going to have to figure out what do we do. Right. And it, to me, feels like a reformation in the sense that you cannot, you cannot go along with this anymore. What, what are we going to do? What do you, what do, you do if you are 
a faithful Catholic, and you see your local church is blessing gay weddings. And well, you, you say, leave that church. You leave that church. Uh, you find you find a parish where they won't do it, and if there are no parishes where they won't do it, then you find something. You you know, go to an Eastern Catholic parish, or go. Increasingly, increasingly, bishops are going to have to take a stand, and the bishops of Africa and parts of Europe and parts of Asia have all told Pope Francis to pound sand. They're not going to bless same-sex unions in their churches, and Pope Francis has been shocked at the level of resistance that he has encountered. Um, he has he has really just set off landmines throughout the church. It is my hope that at some point bishops gather and dis, and declare that he's not a Catholic and therefore not the Pope. Maybe he'll he'll die soon and go to his rich, rich reward in the afterlife. Um, I can just imagine how Dante would have depicted it. How old is Pope Francis? He's in his he's in his 80s. He's only got one lung. Uh, but you know what? Screw tape may be keeping him there, propping him up as long as possible. He has appointed most of the cardinals who will elect his successor. So my, my fear is they're, they're just going to elect another Pope Francis, somebody like him. But God could intervene. I mean, for instance, God controls the meteorites. The cardinals will gather in Rome. You know, I'm kind of praying that a meteorite will clear up some of this problem while a few of the conservative bishops are still changing flights in Dakar. And then you'll have three or four African bishops will be all that's left. <laughs> so I want to ask my fellow Catholics and joining with me to pray for the meteorite. Now, I know people are going to say there's some beautiful architecture in Rome that would be destroyed by the meteorite. And that does trouble me. Eric, I'm worried. Okay, about so that. just want to be clear: you're not saying Marianite; it's meteorite. Meteorite. God controls the meteorites, and when the bishops meet in Rome to elect Pope Francis as successor, we can pray for the meteorite. But again, there's a lot of great architecture which I'm not sure could be replicated. So yeah, well, I'm sure it could be replicated. But I, I guess again, um, you know, you mentioned that if enough was it bishops or cardinals or both you would need the point is layman we layman can't say whether the pope is is really catholic because we don't have any authority bishops have some authority bishops in the catholic church are not just employees of the pope they have jurisdiction themselves the way the, the orthodox bishops do it would take bishops with a spine with courage to get up and say you know what the emperor is naked. Pope Francis sounds like an atheist. But John, how many bishops would you need? In other words, how many bishops are there? How many would you need to take action? No We're not formal, clear about this. There is no formal mechanism for this. This is what I'm talking about will be the crack up of the Catholic Church. But I would wrap. When you have gangrene, you have to saw off the limb that's gangrenous. Right now, Pope Francis is a gangrenous limb, and the gangrene is spreading as he appoints more and more bishops like himself. Uh, at some point, the gangrene is going to have to be cut out. I don't know at how. At some that point, is. you have to play civil war doctor. That's what we're talking about. Uh, to John, with John Zmirak, you need to go to stream.org, uh, take the uh, article, find the article, share it, share this program uh, with people. Uh, this is important stuff. We'll be right back.
Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. In a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time anytime. You'll see transparent pricing on each coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. This new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. You're going to love this free new tool they've added, Legacy pminvestments.com legacypminvestments.com check it out hey this is eric metaxas for years i've told you about nutramedics a professional supplement brand trusted by doctors since 1993 nutramedics offers a variety of health bundles whether you want to support your immune system improve your sleep promote joint comfort or detoxification support, Nutramedics has a health bundle right for you. The best part about Nutramedics, every year they donate a minimum of 50% of their profits to Christian charities and missions. That's right, 50% of their profits. Nutramedics has a goal of surpassing 100 million in giving by 2030. Many of you take supplements already. Switch to Nutramedics. It's the highest quality and they donate 50% of their profits. Get 15% off by using the code ERIC during checkout. Go to Nutramedics.com and search health bundles support your health while helping others in need go to nutramedics that's n-u-t-r-a-m-e-d-i-x.com nutramedics.com use the code eric for 15 percent off again nutramedics n-u-t-r-a-m-e-d-i-x.com nutramedics.com use the code eric for 15 percent off Continue your conversation with John Zamirak. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Zamirak? No, no one knows. I don't think and no one has ever correctly pronounced my name. I think once a year is one Jewish guy goes in his closet and correctly pronounces my name. <laughs> in the Holy of Holies. Well, um, what passes for it? It's the back of a Kanish, Kanish bakery, but you know, that's that's because the Muslims are holding the dome of the rock. Once a year. <laughs> Once a year, someone pronounces the name Zmirak correctly, and I understand that they they tie a rope around him because in case he dies uh, right. in the presence. Uh, okay, so here we go. I've got another piece I'd love to talk about at Stream.org that has nothing to do with Pope Francis. It's called Biden's Immigration Plan, A Doctrine of Demons and a Trail of Tears. Um, I'm trying to find a rational explanation for what the Democrats have done with the border, like letting fit something like nine million illegal immigrants just waltz into America. Uh, let's remember, Congress never said open the border. Congress never said admit nine million people from Central America. This was not ever voted on. This is not the federal government enforcing a bad law. This is the federal government violating the law, flagrantly violating the law. As if Donald Trump had said, any person who supports the MAGA agenda can go take his neighbor's TV set. It is that level of lawlessness, what is happening at the southern border. There, I'm trying to find, is there 
a rational, sane explanation for it. Let me just give you three headlines. The Massachusetts governor declared a state emergency over the immigration crisis and are asking Massachusetts citizens to take illegal immigrants, strangers, into their homes. In New York City, they closed a public school and told the kids, you'll have to do your school by Zoom so we can put 2,000 immigrants into your school. The Biden regime is suing Texas to try, because Texas is trying to control its border. The Biden regime is cutting down the razor wire put up by the Texas National Guard so that more illegal immigrants can enter the country. All this is happening while people who were present on the Capitol grounds, but not in the building, are being prosecuted by the Justice Department for trespassing and, and trying to disrupt a, a, an official proceeding. And meanwhile, pro-Hamas demonstrators stormed the White House lawn and broke the gate, but they're not being prosecuted. But January 6th demonstrators are going to prison for six, 10 years. What is going on? In my piece at stream.org, I say the Democrats are now a fringe party. They're no longer a mainstream patriotic political party. They are a radical hate group goaded by dark spirits to clutch at power by any means necessary to wreak havoc while the world burns. If you Okay, seen- and that is exactly true what you just said. That is exactly precisely true. If you've seen the Batman movies, the Joker is, is the Democrats are the party of the Joker. They are reminding me more and more of the Reverend Jim Jones. He was a left-wing Marxist who called himself a reverend who who ran a cult in first in San Francisco, cooperated with the local Democrats, Willie Brown, Harvey Milk. There's a great book called Cult City you need to get hold of. It shows how he worked with the left-wing Democrats. He had a pro-gay, pro-Marxist church called the People's Temple. Rosalind Carter loved it. Uh, prominent Democrats loved it. Willie Brown used him as his political foot soldiers. But they were apocalyptic end of the world nutcases, just like Karl Marx, just like the revolu- the people who did the, the, the peasants war in Germany. It's that same world end fanatical cult mentality where everything around us is corrupt and poisoned by racism, by capitalism, by fascism. We have to tear it down. We have to destroy everything around us. We have to scorch the earth, and from that scorched earth, eat the Garden of Eden will grow. This is the level of fanaticism we are seeing among the Democrats. That's why they hate Trump so fanatically. It's not that Trump is George Washington. It's not that Trump is Jimmy Stewart and Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Um, I frankly think Trump is a lot more like the King Theoden in The Two Towers, He's, he's, he's an imperfect figure, but he is not part of the cult. He is not part of this world-ending cult where we're going to destroy the Constitution, destroy the Electoral College, blow up our national borders, destroy the family, deny that there are two sexes. How much insanity has to come out of these people? How much do they have to act like the Reverend Jim Jones with its stockpiling his Kool-Aid before Americans wake up and see these people are dangerous. Oh my well, God. What is, what is going to happen, John? I mean, when you, when you think about, I keep thinking about all of the good people coming across the border. In other words, this doesn't mean 
that I approve of them coming across the border. But if you're struggling in Central America and you know that America has open borders, of course, you're going to go. Many people are going to go. But mixed in with them are genuinely evil actors, Hamas terrorists, Chinese CCP actors. actors who are going to come into our country who have already come into our country who are probably going to do really really horrible things and my only hope we're going to a break here my only hope is that some of this would come out this year so that we would see the fruit of having open borders it, it it's 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 horrible uh, it, it is possible people will be killed we don't know what's going to happen okay we're going to be right back talking to John Smirak Are you tired of not getting a good night's sleep? Well, my friend Mike Lindell has created the perfect solution. He didn't just stop at the pillow. He also created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. Made from the world's best cotton called Giza, these sheets are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. And now for a limited time, you can get 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets with prices starting as low as $29.98. These sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors and have a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Take advantage of this amazing offer. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square and use promo code Metaxas at checkout. You can also find deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper and MyPillow towel sets. Don't wait any longer to get the best sleep of your life. Take advantage of this amazing offer. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square and use promo code Eric at checkout. Don't wait any longer to get the best sleep of your life. Call 800-978-3057 or go to MyPillow.com now and use promo code Eric. Welcome back. We're talking to John Zmirak. John Zmirak, please continue. So the Democrats are simply trying to destroy America. It is that clear. It's that obvious. That's why they want to tear down a statue of William Penn. The Biden regime tried to tear down a statue of William Penn in Pennsylvania, in the state that's named for him. William Penn was a pacifist who believed in treating the Indians properly, opposed slavery, and promoted religious freedom. The Biden regime wanted to pull down his statue anyway. I've been saying for years, I've been defending Confederate statues. I think we should build more of them, frankly, just to upset the left, just to say, no, no, we know you don't care about slavery. We know you don't care about racism. You just want to tear this down because it's a statue of an American an American founder, you want to destroy America so that you can create your little sex utopia in the ruins. And that is what's really going on. They want to tear them down just because they're statues of Americans and they hate Americans because they hate America. John, that is the, I mean, I've been saying this for quite some time that the only rational explanation for what the, you know, crazy cultural Marxist Democrats are doing is that they are, in fact, enemies of America, enemies of the founder's vision of America, enemies of American liberty, and and enemies of patriotic Americans. Nothing else, and you just said it, can explain what they're doing. 
Now you have another faction, the Nikki Haley's and Chris Christie's of and and uh Mitch uh Mitch McConnell's of this world. They don't hate America. They just don't care about it, and they're willing to sell it off piecemeal so they can get rich themselves. Nikki Haley will support any war, any place involving American troops and American weapons, and that's because she was on the board of Boeing. She went from being a broke ex-diplomat to the board of Boeing, and suddenly she's buying multi-million dollar homes. So you have the Democrats who are fanatical cult zealous zealots, and then you have the Swiss Republicans who are basically just bought and sold by the by the defense industry and who want open borders because cheap labor helps their stock prices go up. These people, I think, are worse. They are worse than the Democrats. If Nikki, I want to say this very clearly. If Nikki Haley is on the ticket in 2024, I will ballot harvest for any Democrat, including Elon Omar, because Nikki Haley will give us all the war, I'm sorry, all the abortion, all the transgenderism, all the gay activism, the same amount as the Democrats, she would also maybe give us World War III. The, the, the squish Republicans are worse than the Democrats because at least the Democrats believe in something. What they believe in is total destruction and a toxic hellhole, but the squish Republicans are simply mercenaries. They, they are just basically their escort services. And... Well, Nikki Haley, I mean, I'm just fascinated because it is obvious that she is the hope of the people who, who are scared to death of Donald Trump. She's the great hope that that she's going to come in and she's going to restore order. You know, uh, she's Dick Cheney in a wig and heels and uh, yeah, she's I a warmonger. Jeb in a dress. Jeb in a dress. Jeb. Jeb in a dress. But I mean, it's it's an amazing thing to me that that's what we're talking about. We're talking about Nikki Haley is the is the great hope of all of those who despise, you know, the Donald Trump's America, the all those who voted for Donald Trump, that they think, what is our way of of uh, defeating Trump? Nikki Haley is their hope. So there's a lot of money behind her. There's a lot of Democrat money behind her. But let's remember these are the people who think the January 6th defendants belong in prison. G George W. Bush equated the January 6th protesters with the terrorists who committed the, the horrors of 9-11. He said they were the same. That's what these people think of Donald Trump's voters, of traditional Americans, of Christians, of conservatives, of pro-lifers. We did an expose at the stream. Uh, uh, Austin Ruse, who, who is a pro-life lobbyist at the UN, revealed how Nikki Haley did nothing for the pro-life cause in all her time at the UN. She fought against the pro-life cause and actually was helping the international global abortion industry by not implementing Donald Trump's pro-life policies at the UN. She was his single worst appointment, worse than Christopher Wray in some ways. So what what is uh, the, the title of... Doris Kearns Goodwin's book about Lincoln, uh, the you know, in a sense where you were, it, it basically Trump uh, initially in you know 2016, he was, if you can believe it, naive, and he brought in all of these people thinking that we're all going to play ball, we're going to unify, and obviously that didn't happen. Nikki Haley is the classic 
example of that. You bring somebody in thinking that, you know, they're they're gonna they're gonna work with us, they're gonna give us a different point of view. And in fact, what they do is they work to undermine the policies of Donald Trump, who was elected by the American people. What Trump didn't really re- didn't realize was that he was facing a uniparty, a one-party regime that has two wings, the fanatical leftist Marxist wing and the corporate military prostitute wing. And they would work together against him at any cost. That the people who get rich from foreign wars and the people who just want to destroy America are willing to cooperate. They'll come together to stop a genuine patriot who just wants the country to run well. Remember how things were for like four and a half years ago before the China virus hit us. America was doing really well. If you remember Trump's State of the Union, it looked like he was going to win in 49 states. And then the Democrats pulled out every stop and people like William Barr and Nikki Haley cooperated with the Democrats. And Trump made serious errors with his handling of the of the virus. Um, and, and Ron DeSantis, his criticisms of Trump are legitimate on that front. Steve Deese, I think, is right to say we need solid promises from Trump that nothing like this is going to happen again. And the one thing he can do right now is to pick a solidly pro-life vice presidential candidate. If he picks a solidly pro-life vice presidential candidate who is a MAGA person, not some empty suit like Mike Pence, but someone serious, somebody solid, uh, we, we're going to be in good shape. But it, we've got a dark yeah. and, and ugly year ahead of us. I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, and yet I'm hopeful. Uh, John Zmerich, thank you, folks. Don't forget today... It's launched already, SocratesInTheCityPlus.com, SocratesInTheCityPlus.com. Very exciting day, SocratesInTheCityPlus.com. Folks, welcome back. Uh, I'm really thrilled uh, to be talking to the two brilliant women who have turned my book, Letter to the American Church, into a documentary Film. They didn't just turn it into a documentary film. It was their idea to turn my book, Letter to the American Church, into a documentary film, which is going to be basically everywhere, although we want your help uh, in making sure that it's everywhere, because the message couldn't be more urgent. Uh, but Rachel Tash and Simone Alex, welcome to the program. Thank you. Who's in the film? I mean, I know the answer, but let me ask you, who's in the film? You've, you both interviewed all kinds of people. Obviously, I'm the main narrator, but, but uh, whom can we look forward to seeing interviewed? Well, we've got Charlie Kirk uh, as one of the leading voices, Dr. James Lindsay. Uh, we have a few pastors, Pastor Rob McCoy from Godspeak, uh, Calvary Chapel, Pastor David Englehart from King's Church in New York City. Uh, we've John got- Machuku. John Amanchukwu. That's my favorite word of the month. (laughs) Amanchukwu. John Amanchukwu is such a hero. He is such a hero. Uh, And yes, he is prominently featured uh, in the film. Right. Yes. And uh, Victor and Eileen Marks. That was really important for us because they're on the cutting lines of taking action and no holds bar going into, uh, you know, really scary places and rescuing children and really being the gospel, um, in, in action. And, um, yeah, Seth Gruber, who really covers the whole abortion, 
um, issue from a really fresh perspective. I think he's the uh, foremost leading voice for millennials and Gen Z on abortion right now. So it was important to have him speak to that. It's a great message. The film is very timely, very now going into a very contentious 2024 year, you know, the politics, everything that's going to be happening. The film touches on all of this, taking you through 1930s Germany all the way through modern day. People are going to learn. They're going to see everything laid out, what's been happening in this country Uh, in our school systems, in corporations, the tactics that were used then and that are still being used now. Uh, People are going to be blown away by what they're going to see. And it's a wake-up call to the church to have them get engaged, uh, start talking, taking your kids out of uh, public schools, run for office, all of it, just to get involved. Mm -hmm. I really have to say that, again, you know, it's, it's one thing to write a book. It's another thing to make a film. And what you all did, you know, not only did you um, translate my message into a film, you did way more than that. You, you made it into a film which goes way beyond the book. I mean, there's tons of stuff in the film that is not uh, in my book. Uh, and these are... Uh, Extraordinary voices. I mean, the, the, all of them that you mentioned, uh, Charlie Kirk, John Amanchuku, David Engelhart, Eileen Marks, Victor Marks, Pastor Rob McCoy, James Lindsay. Uh, I, I, everyone brings a different piece of the puzzle. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I have to say that it's, it's very compelling. And, you know, as, since I wrote the book, I would think I wouldn't be that compelled by watching it because I already know this stuff. No, there's tons of stuff in the film that's not in the book that, you know, you, you can say things and, and go places uh, that I wasn't able to in the book. Unfortunately, the, the message is very important. So I just want to mm-hmm. tell people, ladies and gentlemen, this is very important. Uh, we've made this as a tool for you to get the word out. We're in it just a as crucial a moment in American history as can be. Uh, it is God's will that the church stand up and take action uh, and avert the horror of what happened in the German church. That's really, this is a huge warning, uh, and every single person listening has a role to play. And the first thing you can do is go to lettertotheamericanchurch.com and see where you can see the film. Uh, and please tell your friends about it, Letter to the American Church. Rachel Tash and Simone Alex, thank you so much for your work on the film and for being my guest today. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Eric.